be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport slash fnr. That's gis.sport You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. Our time of the week, George Danikian joined by Lockie Flanagan in the Victorian studios in Docklands and joining us via Zoom, a very special guest, Lockie. Indeed. Uh, someone we've been wanting to talk to for quite some time. Someone who played a, a lot of her football last year in the NPL in New South Wales and uh, had a great time playing for Apia Leichhardt, one of the great grand old clubs in Australia, great history of turning out talent and, and also putting on very talented teams on the pitch. Uh, her name is Shay Connors. She's from the United States of America originally, Connecticut-born girl. Uh, we're thrilled to have her. Shay, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Now, listen, how long have you been in Australia and, and have you managed to cope with the accent? I, I have. I've been here... Um, like three and a half years, like approaching four um, in the new year, which is actually crazy. So I've been here for a while, so I'm pretty used to it now. Well, this this makes you borderline Australian, doesn't it? I'm practically Australian now. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned in your time down under? What? First of all, let's go way back. Where did this start for you? Where did this game of football grab your fancy? And where did you start your uh, your love for the game? Uh, when I was younger, I have a twin sister, so my mom just signed us up to random things, like when we were four or five, and I just, I loved it, like, immediately. We did other stuff growing up, but soccer, just football, rather, just, you know, took, took like, our, my heart, and I've just been obsessed ever since I was little, and playing against my sister in the backyard, and then, you know, <laughs> different club teams, and, yeah, in high school, and then college in the States has a great system, you know. So, uh, you know, I went and played there and then I played also in Iceland before I ended up coming to Australia eventually. So Wow. Uh, Shay Connors, did you mention that you have a twin? I do. Is I she twin identical twin. twin? No, we're fraternal. We look nothing alike. Poor. I was just going to say, could you imagine the impact you would have if you were, <laughs> if you were identical? Uh, yeah, that, that, I, mean, that would, I mean, I'm just trying oh, to think man. about like, I mean, we have a double in, in, trouble in the Victorian NPL, and now playing for Western United next season. We have a a pair of twins who are, I mean, I think I think they are identical twins. Uh, wow, Adriana and Melissa Taranto, and it's just like it's a nightmare to try and mark them because they both play in <laughs> midfield. They both look very similar, and I was like, if if oh we had two God. sets of twins in the A League Women's, that would just be, oh man, that would be terrific. You could also maybe send your sister to the games that you don't quite fancy playing, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Untapped yeah, potential, honestly, like, anyway. So what position did you play and what position does your sister play or did play? Uh, I play forward, but my sister has always – she, like, played defense, so it was perfect for 1v1s in the backyard. <laughs> and she was really good. She's taller than me um, and was a lot stronger on the ball growing up. So um, she was a bully is wow. what you're telling us. Yeah, she was, she was <laughs> a brick wall to get past, like, wow. real strong. So it was good playing. And then she – she didn't. She played up till she was eighteen, but then stopped um, in college. A lot of people girls like because our college system is pretty much like a little professional setup. It's basically like full time, and a lot of people like if you want the 
full college experience. Like it's just a different experience. And she wanted to like go to school and, you know, be so, more social. Okay. So you played the game uh, from very young. You played it at college. What happened then? Yeah. In college or after college? After college. Uh, after college. So I had some offers to play like abroad. And then I went to play in Iceland's top league in the Pepsi league, just randomly had a good offer. And honestly, I just wanted to go travel. So I was like, why not? So I played there for a year and then it was freezing and <laughs> it was depressing at times. It was just so cold and rainy um, all the time. And I came, I was in New York winter. Then I went to Iceland then I came back and it was winter again. Mm. And then I got this random, like I had a friend of a friend who knew someone here in Australia that like sent my stuff out. And then I got flown out by a local MPL club, Logan Lightling. And I basically like never left pretty much. And then I ended up getting picked up for the roar and then played with Lions, the Lions football club last, last NPL and then played with roar um, again and then moved down to Apia and now I'm back with roar. Okay. So, so from your perspective, how different is life in Brisbane and how different is life in Sydney? Yeah, it's quite different. It's, it's a lot busier down there, but I actually, I like liked it for different reasons. I was living in Bondi. It was honestly perfect. Like, it was perfect. <laughs> I lived at Tamarama for a lifetime. So Tamarama is right next door to Bondi oh and, gosh. and it's just the most magic place, especially if you want to keep fit because it has all the running tracks, all this, mm-hmm. all the beaches, of course. So how long were you in you Bondi for the year? Were you? No, just like the last six months. Cause I came right after our NPL season and then just honestly like had a week off and then went to Sydney and like played the next week. Um, but it was incredible. I Bronte and Tamarama were actually my favorites. I, I usually would just like beeline and walk over there, but I, I swear I walked more than ever in my entire <laughs> life. Sydney. I, everyone's so active. And oh, yeah. just, if it's an, like even nice day, bad day, everyone's walking everywhere. Like I only drove to go to training pretty much or games. Like yeah, I if for people, everywhere. for people that don't know Bondi and Tamarama, um, they they call Tamarama Glamorama, uh, oh, yeah. and and uh, the reason is there's so much traffic, there is so much movement, so many people want to use the the parks, they want to use the beaches, they want to access the restaurants. So it is full of beans. It is magical, um, especially if you have uh, a job that you like and people around you that can support you. And it sounds like you had a wonderful time because Apia. A very good. They're a family club in so many ways. They they look after you and make sure that they're playing great football. Did you? You would have had a great time there. Uh, Apia was honestly it was the best. They like took such great care of me. Like obviously as like an import kind of an international. Like they helped me find somewhere to live. You know they also helped me. I worked at uh, I coached at a boys' private school down there at Newington College. Yeah, on Newington. Also, well, that's yeah, the elite. So- that's the elite. Uh, yeah, it, it's school. Yeah. They're some of the, the sorry, the greater public schools of uh, New South Wales and Sydney. The GPS schools up there are uh, are uh, almost like colleges, aren't they? American no, colleges. Beautiful. They, that's what I thought. I, I hadn't seen facilities like this. Th- this schools were incredible. Like I worked at the high school and both the middle school. And Apia, like my coach Spencer Pryor, helped me set that up. Like right when I got there, so I had a job. And then I was playing and then living in Bondi. It was honestly, it was honestly, the best. <laughs> it, was, it was a hard move at first because 
I hadn't experienced cold. I've been living in Queensland and it is much like winter here is like not even winter, but down there I had to have my mom send me my winter coats from home. I was freezing. So that, that would explain why you didn't entertain any offers from NPL Victoria because it'd be <laughs> even oh, worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been the coldest winter in Victoria in years. We would, we would have frightened you, but, but then again, I, I reflect, I've spent a number of winters in New York. Yeah. A I lot know. of Christmases and, the, the the you know the cold winds off the Hudson, they're cold. You freeze. Yeah. So for you to tell me that you felt great cold weather in Iceland or you were freezing in Iceland tells me that you would have coped with Victoria. Yeah, I, I, I think um, living in Queensland has turned me into a baby in terms of temperature. <laughs> my mom, my family back home, they're like Shay. That's not even that's not even cold. So like I'm like it's fifty degrees. I still use I still use Fahrenheit. I can't switch that. But I'm like, it was, I think the lowest was like 40, which is like eight or something, eight or seven. And I was like, felt like I was dying. Yeah, you're talking Celsius, of course. And yeah, uh, yeah oh, sorry, Fahrenheit. And where, where, where Celsius? Yeah. yeah. The Americans have calculate, a, yeah. the Americans have a completely different way of seeing the world. Not only do they, uh, they, they, they use a vo- slightly different vocabulary, but um, the weights and measures and um, uh, all the, all the, uh, uh, the gauges that they use are very different to the ones we use in this country, so they can be confusing. It's almost like the, the clock. The clock here is a bit different too, but we won't go into that. Listen, tell me something. How long have you, have you, have you been back at, at Raw, which is, as you say, this is your third stint? Yes. Or, or I your was, second? I had a brief, like, postseason signing. Like, I, I got picked up when I first got here, and then obviously I played last season. So this is like, well, this is like my second, like, real full season. Okay. Okay. So how are you finding it? Yeah, it's good. We just started preseason last Monday, so we've just been into like about our second week um, this week, and it's it's been great. It's been a really intense preseason so far, um, and yeah, so it's been great. So it's where's home for you in Brisbane? I am well. I just I just moved back up. I'm living um, kind of near the Redlands, like near the water um, up in Brisbane, like to the east, like near Stradbroke Island, kind of that way. You notice, Lockie. Um, once she she sampled Bondi, she couldn't go and live anywhere else unless there was water nearby. Oh, so I need water. I yeah, have a view yeah. of water. <laughs> okay, now tell me, um, uh, how's the squad looking? You're a few weeks away from a brand new season. And uh, as you and I touched on just before we started, this promises, Lockie believes this is one of the most important uh, W League seasons of all time and made especially so with the arrival of another team. Right. It's it's going to be so exciting. I The team is looking good. Uh, we'll have people, like, still coming back. Minnie's still coming back. Obviously, we have our import keeper coming in a few weeks. She had some time off on the NWSL. So um, we've had, like, uh, different people that rested a different amount of time. So it'll be interesting to see as the weeks of previous season progress. But right now, it's really exciting time. Um, we have a great great group of girls we've we've been literally saying all that week like it's actually the vibe is really good and everyone's just gelling and feeling good together which is like hard especially when you get like there's obviously some core people but then there were like quite a bit of new faces as well so it's always interesting to see how that goes but it's been really good so far brisbane raw had a reputation of being successful the coach is uh, one who really understands competition how's he driving you yeah, Gareth's doing great. He's he is so organized. I never had a coach so organized. Everything 
is, is organized so well. And yeah, we have a plan and a mission about what we want to do this year. And I think everything that we are doing every on a daily basis is working to that goal. Are you one-sided player or a both-sided player, uh, Shay? I think I'll be moving around. I played left wing last year, so... What I'm asking is, uh, can you use both feet? Oh, yes. But, yeah, I my left foot is now probably better than my right. Wow. I used to be like See, that's the, college, that's the college experience. They balance them out. They don't let them come out incomplete footballers. I like that very much. That makes you very, very difficult to defend against, uh, Shay. Hello? Oh, sorry. My For some reason, my thing cut out for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, be, because of the fact you can use either foot, it makes you a real conundrum for defences. Yeah, I think that's something in the American system. My, my U12 coach, I had changed clubs and I went to, and I remember walking in and he was like, you need to be able to hit the ball with both feet. And we like <laughs> learned, and he actually like retaught us how to pass the ball because even with our right foot, because he didn't like the technique of it. And I literally used to be like, this is so hard. So, you know, and I, I'm so grateful because I, it, my left foot honestly is probably better because it's been trained since, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It, like I, it learned the, the right way instead <laughs> of your right foot as a child, you just learn it as technique and how you're, body like naturally does it but my left is a lot more like honed in now mm. it would have been pain- painful at the time but but probably yeah. worth the, the investment I mean, last year you know that being your sort of uh second stint at brisbane you know you're now into your second year it was a, a breakout year for you i mean you hit seven goals uh in the league i'm pretty sure in the a-league women's i think that would have put you in the top six or seven players in the competition which for someone who was you know playing in a wide position uh, it's quite the achievement. How do you sort of set your goals for for this season? Because that that mark that you set for yourself last year was was a pretty high one, and obviously you took out the the golden boot in the New South Wales NPL as well. Yeah, I think I I want to be more consistent from the get go. It took me like a few games to get in because um, mm. I had last season I had played with Lions, and the competition was a bit um, like we dominated my NPL, and I feel like it was less a bit less competitive than this season. So I think this season I'll be more ready, like from the start, for a very like people with me at all times and that kind of competition, the close contact, and having to separate myself from with a bit more like intense pre-season which our NPL basically is but yeah I, I want to continue to be you know one of the main goal scorers and I will work to do that that's definitely on my list um and just to be creating goals because whether like I score assists like I just don't honestly want to be winning games but mm-hmm. I think coming off the back of another like golden boot season I definitely want to just continue that form into the A-League mm. well it, like when it comes to creating goals obviously that that's something you want to do if it helps your team to to get a win but it it could only be so easy to be the person providing that that killer pass when you've got such sort of quality midfielders in behind you of course mentioned Minnie or Katrina Gorry for those who aren't familiar with the nickname yeah, before she's but fantastic each nori does a does a power of working that midfield line too as a forward you must feel quite blessed to have players with their sort of passing range and, and vision to be able to supply you and, and the, the likes of Larissa as well. 
Yeah, definitely. That's we are actually so grateful, especially uh, Marielle Hecker in the midfield as well. Like mm. having all of the, the the options that we have this year is really really exciting. And I think Minnie or Kuchina Gori, for those that don't know, she is really <laughs> hitting form. Like I feel like last year she was like still coming back, and she by the end of the season she was like really you know just such a standout. And then she's only gotten better since she's gone. And all her Matilda's appearances, I think she's been like player of the match twice in the games she's played. And then it's just killing it out in Sweden. So I'm so excited to come back because like you said, it's like when you have people with honestly that kind of service, I feel like makes it a lot easier to, yeah. you know, put goals away. Is she noisy on the field? Does she, does she boss people around? Who, Minnie? Yeah, Minnie. No, I wouldn't say she's bossy. I think she's like maybe a serve, but not, not overly. She's just, honestly, her play speaks for herself. She doesn't have to say much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last goal that she scored for the Matildas was fantastic. Mm. Frightened the hell out of the goalkeeper. <laughs> she, yeah, she didn't she actually just scored again. Say that um, again. Her, she just honestly, so she scored that goal. Then she went back and over the weekend she played. So a few days later, she played a game for her Sweden team and hit a banger of a free kick in the fifth minute. So she is on fire at the moment. Yeah, she is on fire, and can you imagine what she's going to contribute? Uh, tell me yeah, something. Do you have a nose for goals? Can you sniff an opportunity? I would say so, in my time. Yeah, see? I think so. That's a, that's just, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an honest striker talking <laughs> there, Lockie. If you haven't met an honest striker before, but you have now, because when you ask them that question, the real ones. The real ones will always tell you yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, sometimes people say, "Oh, you're just there in the right place in the right time," and I'm like, "For sometimes, there's not like I'm at that back post for a reason. I didn't just make it the run up the field, especially as a winger. I sometimes get those back posts like where it's like, oh, it's just a tap in.' I was like, no, I ran all the way up there for that kind of thing. Uh, you, you saw it coming several times before it she happened. She read the play. Well, well, sometimes those opportunities are, are falling to you in the, the right place at the right time at the back post. Uh, because yeah. they've gone past someone like a, a Larissa Crummer, who is a player who we've seen sort of come back into the national team fold recently. She After had a, injury. Yeah, a yeah. solid A-League women's season last year with Brisbane. She's a bit of a different kind of, of striker to, I think, what, what your, your sort of average is in the competition. How do mm. you enjoy linking up with her? Because she is the kind of player who does, even as a striker, someone who wants to score goals, is willing to to work with the teammates around her and bring others into play. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if you guys know, but we are Larissa's probably like my best friend on the team. So oh wow, thanks for telling us. <laughs> <laughs> we we she's probably like if you have to partner with someone, we're always together. Um so honestly, I feel like that translates really to how we play and we combine really, really well. And I feel like that we're both that type of player that we're like, yes, you'll be selfish in certain places, but we definitely will look to bounce off of each other and create things for each other. And I think, I think honestly that translates like to some of the, like last season, obviously like we had a lot of downs and results, but in terms of a lot of our play and the goals we did create, like those combinations, I think were showing about how close we were off the field. Cause I think that really does, make a difference in like knowing where people will be and you know the work rate for each other and Larissa is someone that would work her butt off every single game for everyone on the team so I feel like it just makes you want to work out hard to work for her as well no no we we rate Larissa a lot Uh, I remember 
seeing Larissa in her early uh, yeah, part of her career. 15, 16, I remember When she was that. part she's of uh, Melbourne City. So she's been a, a terrific uh, a talent. And to see her come back from injury and blossom again uh, is just super encouraging. Who's the noisiest person? Who's the loudest person at Brisbane Raw in the uh, W League side? What do you mean loud? Like, on well, the- who, who's who's the one that's likely to lead the singing, likely to lead the dancing, likely to create the uh, the the biggest noise in the in the dressing room? You can say, say yourself if it if it is. No, I think I contribute to the noise. I think Ishinori <laughs> is a is a has definitely has a loud voice. Always leads the vibe. She's our captain, so I would say her probably. Very good. Um, but we've got we've got a lot of fun personalities on the team. So um, and obviously, like I feel like it's just people are coming. I mean, it's only we've only had maybe a week and a half of training in. So it'll be really interesting to see who who opens up as time goes on. Well, Shay, you mentioned that that Ish is the sort of I guess vibes manager for the team. <laughs> one, one one of the things that I've spoken to quite a few A League women's players about is that the choice of music and that being you know how that functions as a, oh, as yeah. a build up into the game uh, a couple of weeks ago on a, on a different program we spoke to to Paige Zoyce and she was saying that the the setup uh, for her NPL side was that I think I think this continues through the victory because there's a lot of crossover between the two teams is they have one of those massive JBL speakers that you put on you know that, that is on <laughs> wheels and you wheel into the team yeah. and someone's in charge of that how does that that practice work at work at Brisbane. What what does the pre match preparation look like? Who's they in charge a, of the they music? They probably have a tractor. They don't. Yeah. Have, they don't have a trolley. Have a tractor. Um, Ish actually is in charge of the music. I thought that um, might be the case. It, 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 she she has she actually already set up. We have two playlists starting already. We have a pre training playlist Ooh. which has like a mix of vibes, like some chill and then some like as you start to get going. Yeah, because it's not as ampy the pre training atmosphere Correct. versus the match day Correct. atmosphere. Mm. And, and what's, also what's the match play? And what's the match play music? Oh, it's it's a mix. You've got like Beyonce, some rap. We've got ABBA, Man After Midnight. Oh, it's just a collection of pretty much just bangers. And yeah, we we honestly, our team is always about the vibes. We will literally have music on always. It was a thing last year. Like in the morning, there's always music playing. Um, just like as we're hanging out around each other. And then always... Um, Always on game day, obviously. Oh, well, as he's trying to to talk through <laughs> the music constantly, well, what are the the expectations that that your head coach uh, Gareth McPherson has, has set for you this season? Obviously, you know, finishing sixth last year, about seven points or so off the off the finals places. Is it just cracking that top four? Is that the the clear aim for this year? Yeah, I definitely think cracking the top four. Um, but but honestly, being a team that's you know once we're in the top four, I, I don't think anyone's just just to make it. I think we want to make the most of I think every game because even though you know we had a bit of up and down in season, and then to finish so close, you know, mm. like like it was with was within reach, you know, at one point even at the end, after some like you know unlucky I hate to say it one no losses and stuff. I think that this year, like we've said, there's like no excuses. We're not a new team anymore. There's so many core players returning, and it's making the most of every opportunity. Definitely, and and if we're in finals, we're going it to to win it, not to just be a participant. Ooh, yeah, absolutely, and, and Brisbane. Oh, but no, no, I'm not saying we're gonna. But I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey, I love that sort of fire. Well, and yeah. don't back, don't back down. Come, 
Fire it up. Look, I, Fire it I, up. I, I hope that you're right because I think when, when Brisbane were at their best last year, you guys were involved in probably some of the, the best, best games, games of yeah. the yeah. of the season last year, particularly that, that game against Victory is is one that one that springs to to, mind. to to the forefront of mind. The other big change about this is not just the new uh, new side in the competition for you guys to to try and beat, but also the the way the fans are going to be able to consume the uh, the comp this year. Obviously, all the games being on ten play and the introduction of a sort of goal rush style program for all the simultaneous kickoffs. We've spoken a lot about it on this station. Plenty of people have had their commentary online. I'd be curious to get a, a player's, player's perspective yeah. over what this new sort of approach to broadcasting the A-League women's uh, is, how that feels for you. I think it's exciting. They do that um, for a lot of the college soccer games mm. in America. A lot of them are fire and you'll get the notifications and you'll, you'll get a clip. And I think that's how they do a lot of the sports in America, especially like all the NBA games are on the same time. That's how you do it. And I think it is exciting and you can keep on more tabs of just one other games. I do think sometimes I, I, I like to watch other games and obviously we'll just watch replays, but, you know, but cause a lot of them will be at 2 PM, but I think it's exciting as much people that can watch the games as possible. I think 2 PM on a Saturday is a time where most people are probably free. So I think that uh, hopefully that drives more, um, more of an audience this year. And I just think anything that they're doing, APL is doing a lot of great things like free tickets for under 16 year olds mm. and things like that is just honestly incredible. Um, and so it'll be really exciting. I mean, I think anything to drive, you know, more because obviously, as you guys said, the women's world cup is coming, you know, women's soccer is growing all over the world in England and everywhere. They're continually breaking records almost every game, even in the U S as well of filling out stadiums. So, and especially with it being here, and I think once that happens, when people see that live, like, you know, the world's best competing, not just the Matildas, but like other countries as well, I feel like it will excite so many new generations as well. And I feel like we're just the pre prequel to that pretty much. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Shay, it's been a delight to catch up with you. Please thank uh, Angela for making it happen. Angela Batchich at uh, Brisbane Raw. Uh, we wish you every success. We, we're going to try and catch up with Larissa so, you know, just gently tease her and say to her, the boys would love to talk to you at FNR when you get a moment. So if you can help us and act as our liaison, we'll be thrilled to bits. Yes, for sure. I can, I'll plant some seeds. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you very much for giving us an insight into Shay Connors and, and what's coming up and uh, how excited you are to be back in Brisbane where the weather is so much warmer. So, mo- so much more conducive to your, f- to your lifestyle. <laughs> and we yeah. wish you all the very best. And we hope to see you uh, when you're in town. And if you are in town, we'll try and get you on air. Yes, thank you so much for having me. All the best, Shay. Thank you. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport/fnr. That's gis.sport/fnr.